Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today we have the rock star shaman Allison Charles is back. She's here. She's here. And before we get into things, I first want to say that I am recording this at Pinch Recording Studios in Long Island City. And if you have a podcast, this is a great, great, great place to get it recorded. They really take care of the mic and recording setup. The sound is literally the best. It's incomparable. And it's five minutes from Manhattan. You can check them out at pinchrecording.com. And I would really suggest them. Their rates are affordable. So contact them. And also, I just started my Patreon account. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Because I really need to start feeding Shane regularly. (laughs) Well, now we're moving to Westfield and my rent has doubled because he's going to have his own room finally. Amen. And yeah, I just would love your guys' support. You can literally do $1 a month. Um, that would help me out so much. So it's patreon.com slash the Kate Wolf 2F. So I would really appreciate your guys' support. And there are some you. benefits. You can, uh, I will do like little updates on there so you can know what I'm up to. And if a lot of people start doing it, I could even start doing like little check-in videos for you guys. I've Oh, and I have new Clit Ninja Shirts that are coming. Wow, you are doing it. I'm doing this. Doing because baby, baby Shane, baby Nugget is not a baby Nugget anymore. He needs to eat. He needs he needs food, guys. He can't breastfeed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so help me feed We're baby Nugget Shane from breastfeeding to the patri. How does Patreon it? feeding? Patreon feeding. Yeah. Okay. So I could really use your guys' support, but yeah, Clit Ninja shirts. Um, I'm going to probably just order some, but right now we're in pre-order. You can email me kwolf2fs27 at gmail.com if you'd like to pre-order. Is the graphic of your clit? Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine just my puss right on a shirt? (laughs) I have to show you. didn't see my clit ninja? No. Oh my God, Allison. I only knew that you were doing it. I have to get you one. That'll be your your Hanukkah Christmas gift (laughs) will be a clit ninja shirt because you were one of my favorite clit ninjas. Ooh, very good. So it's like a silhouette of a female ninja, guys, and she's throwing a pink ninja star. One's in the air and one is still locked onto her clit area because it kind of shows you she's throwing it from the vagina region. Yeah. So, And to me, a clit ninja can be either a man or a woman. It's about embracing your inner feminine and just with with fierce power, be a clit ninja. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah. Oh, and I also Good canceled, work. in case you guys didn't hear on the last one, I canceled my roast battle with my can and it's not <laughs> happening January 19th because I am embracing my sensitivity. Yeah, I wasn't feeling right to your soul. No. I was like down to support you on that as your goddess friend, but there was just something I was like, oh, I don't know, this feels a little weird. It wasn't really me uh, yeah. to do it. It just, yeah, there was something, especially when I was hearing some of the material while it was strong material. (laughs) I'm like, Allison, listen to this joke. And I was like, oh God, this is really mean. And I know that's what the whole premise of it is, but there was just something that felt a little off. So I, yeah. I was like trying too hard almost. You're like the master though. I should commend you on air for you make such effing courageous decisions just strictly based on like, anyone else would be like, well, logically, what the hell are you doing? But you just are constantly rolling with like, does my soul want to do this? Does this feel right to my soul? And it could be for like a huge audition for a major network. You're like, no, it just doesn't feel right to my soul. And I just, you're constantly on that path. And I, it's huge. And I witness that in you all the time. Thank you. I had a meeting with my managers before, and I don't know if they commend me quite as much. <laughs> right. For, you know, because it's very hard for them to read what my soul is going to say yes to and what my soul is going to say no to. And I said to them, I often don't know. Yeah. You would course. think that my soul would say yes to something and it wouldn't. And then you could think my soul would say no to something and it's screaming yes. Do you ever question? If when you feel into it, it, do you go to that next layer and then wonder, am I, is there another part to this that I'm not sabotaging, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Do you ever wonder if there's something else at play with the decision-making? Absolutely. Well, the interesting thing is with the roast battle, I was thinking for so long, not so long, for three weeks, I was like, oh, my soul's telling me to get ready for this, to embrace this dark place and to, you know, unleash my aggression that I'm ashamed of. And there was a part of me that was really thinking that that's what I wanted to do. So what was that place? And I think it was still a part of me that 
wanted to win, wanted to show my strength. And I think that place is still there, but I think I redefined what strength and power is and how to claim that. Yeah. So I do still question like, well, I thought that was a definite yes. And then that transformed into something. But isn't that all a part of the beautiful process is the thing that needed to surface to be experienced, felt shown was just the act of starting to create the material and getting some of that rage and like that thing out. And then you're like, and then it reconstructed. Do you know what I mean? So it first had to even come to that surface you're saying. Yeah. And be worked. I had to write the jokes. Yeah. Know that I could do it. (laughs) I do. I was like speechless on a couple of them. I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) I was like, that's why I was so excited to do it because I wrote really good, mean jokes. (laughs) And I I felt like they were really witty and clever too. And I was so excited to show people like, I'm sensitive and I'm a healer, but I can still make a motherfucker bleed. I can still slay. I'm still a Clint ninja. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and, And then when I really started after that dream I had that was like, put down your swords, I thought, well, my roommate actually asked me, she's like, why would you want to do it? Let me hear your reasons. And I was like, to win, Mm. to show everyone who I am. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not defining power correctly. You can, and I thought of my spiritual teachers who are the most like soft footed people. And I'm like, they have so much power, but Mm. they're not. You know what else I just thought of? Tell me. The deer medicine. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you hear my voice? <laughs> yeah. It's the deer. The deer. I'm getting that tattoo. I know. On Wednesday, by the way. I'm getting a tattoo, you guys. And oh. I know it's going to hurt. And I'm the biggest puss. But I'm also like, you never know if I wake up the day before with a dream yeah. saying, don't do it. You know, I drive people crazy with this. I'm like, okay, change of plans. My soul's saying no. <laughs> dear God. And you're doing it on your rib cage? Yeah, it's it goes from like right under my boob on the side. It's yeah. the side of my body, like right under my boob on the rib cage, which I hear is the most painful place to get a tattoo. Just going for it. Yeah, and it's gonna be big, and it goes here to like uh, I guess right where my hip is. Beautiful. So it's a decent. It's gonna take two different sessions. Um, I'm, it's almost free because it's my friend Tina's good friend mm. doing it. Otherwise, I couldn't afford to do it. Yeah, guys, sign up on Patreon to <laughs> to, a, to pay for my tattoo because no, I've got three more it's, plans. It's almost free. Uh, he's really and he's an amazing artist. So I'm really excited for it. But like I said, I w- don't be surprised if you hear me on the next podcast being like, "So I had a dream, and it said, don't mar your skin.' You know, uh-huh. Who knows? <laughs> or the deer comes to you herself, and she's like, yes. "Let's talk. Yeah, we're gonna work together, but not in that way." <laughs> so the design—I don't think they know the designs of a deer because the deer, and we'll get into the deer symbolism with the flower of life is in it, and some trees and flowers. But um, I was telling some of the comics in the room about how I'm getting a deer and they all were like, oh man, the next guy you sleep with is going to come right on Bambi. And I was like, stop saying that. Oh my goodness. Okay. But I love that she came to you during this guided meditation that I did yes. for you. I just, I, I love that. I've that done happened. two guided spear animal ceremonies with you. Both were magical in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. The first one, I ended up getting a tiger, which was huge for me because um, my ex, one of his big spear animals is a tiger. And when I first saw it, I was like, no, you know, I don't want to, ha- you're, you're, I associate him with the tiger. Yeah. Ugh. And then I was like, no, this is about me claiming these things for myself. So that was a huge, awesome moment. But then the second time I was almost annoyed to do it. Cause I was like, I already got the coolest animal ever. You know, now what am I going to get? Better be a cool, powerful animal. Yeah. And then the deer came out. And I was like, what? A deer. And And you said at first when she first revealed herself, even in the process of the guided journey, you were just like, wait, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, what what you doing here, dear? Like, (laughs) and then the more you communicate- Are you hiding a bear behind you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her deer medicine is very beautifully Uh, potent and powerful. And it was all about humility and being powerful in the more graceful way of grounded true to your nature centered yeah a lot of deer medicine has been coming in for me yep of yeah what what is strength because i think when you go through a tumultuous childhood you know you toughen up right you you're like oh i can get through anything i can take whatever pain i'm a warrior and now i'm redefining through deer medicine what is mm. a real warrior? Mm. What is real strength? Does it mean, you know, peacocking as I call it and showing all your feathers and being like, this is who I am? Mm-hmm. Or can you stand gracefully and humbly 
just being true to yourself and of allow yourself to be very sensitive and say, you know what? I can get hurt. And that's not a weakness. Yeah. It's God. There's so much. I'm like being flooded with things as you brought that up. When you first brought the thing, I was like, if it was like a wave of thing go through me, like the, she yeah. threw up knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it just, yeah, it takes me back. Cause with my childhood stuff and, Ooh, Lord, all the evolution, but um, makes me think of how, yes, I used to be so much more in your face, like thinking that in order to put boundaries in place and to let people know that I am not one to be fucked with, that it has to look and be expressed and be like, and I just feel so grateful that as I have matured and evolved so much, that I have come to a place where people, um, I can feel it, but people that haven't seen me in a while when they come to my events or whatever recently, they're just like, oh my gosh. Like they're, they're like something, you just seem so here. And I'm like, yeah, it's a different, it's, I, I'm so much more grounded and stable with my power. Yes. I, it does, I do not have to be as um, in your face with it at all. It feels It's good. aggression, you know, mm-hmm. aggression can appear in different forms yeah and that's essentially what was coming to me with the roast is was aggression and it was hard for me to see my own aggression it might be obvious to other people Mm -hmm. because I was like well I'm not punching people every day you know but my aggression you could it was tangible but in a very energetic sense. Yes. And it's allowing it to kind of melt away into a softening. Well, I'll hold your hand as I share this. Um, (laughs) So yes, exactly what you just said. My cold icicle hands. Mine too. So they're like (laughs) equal parts ice. Um, You should see us right now. I should do like an Instagram video right now of us holding hands and podcasting. Um, This is kind of funny actually. But yes, with me, just in the last two to three months, it had been working me layer by layer to this realization. But in the last two and a half months, I finally realized that I had placed this really, really high curtained uh, ener- subconscious energetic barrier and block to love. Mm. And that barrier was showing itself like it was this curtain of intimidation, energetic force. And I didn't know on a conscious level that I had raised that curtain. I didn't know that I was the one that had put it there, but you know, I've talked to you before, years and years and years, all I've heard, you're so intimidating. Oh, you don't get asked on dates. It's because you're so intimidating. I have heard you're intimidating countless times. And in all the years of hearing this, it's gone in different stages of like my ego kind of liking that. Hmm, that's kind of cool. I'm intimidating. Go on. And then it's gone to the confusion of what do you mean? Like I'm such a warm, caring, down to earth person. I'm from small town, Indiana. Like why am I intimidating? And so it's like morphed and over the years to the point where just recently I was, my soul was ready to see and I was finally ready to take responsibility. I was like, like, wait, when you hear something like this this much, what is your role in this, Allison? What role are you playing in this intimidation factor? And all of a sudden, I saw the barrier. I saw that I had put it in place. And it was a subconscious protection from love, trying to keep love from entering so that I wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. And when I started to owning it and taking responsibility, which is the key, I let that barrier down. And oh my gosh, since that barrier has come down, I'm like, whoa, the amount of like- Penises that are trying to come in. I'm not saying they're coming in, but a lot more penis offerings. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, this is the way we go. Now- and you're still intimidating and powerful. Not intimidating. You still have that big presence- but men feel like they can at least approach, approach you. me. Yes. And it was great because <laughs> when I was in Miami, I, I did some guided meditations for Art Basel, which was so amazing. It was such a great experience. And when I was down there, and of course there's a million freaking events and parties and all these things going on. And it was such a cool moment. I had a great conversation with a guy and somehow we got on this topic. It was really deep and really honest and real. We were on the beach, like sipping some champagne and just getting real. It was great. <laughs> and he goes, he said to me, um, I said, so did you find me intimidating? He said, I actually thought that you were really approachable. And that was like music to my ears. I was like, thank God I did it. Like if Amazing. he yeah, felt comfortable to come up to me and just talk to me, then I knew I'd made the shift. 
Go, Allison. Because uh-huh. that's a huge shift. Huge. The interesting thing with my wall, because that's the funny thing is we have these different walls protecting us from getting hurt. And sometimes you don't even know you that they're there and you did it. And mine is a little different in the sense of it was like it came up with the Mike Cannon roast thing where I was like, nothing can hurt me. Ah. Like this weird, tough, like. Collie? Yeah, well, it's like it was Collie in a misguided way yeah. of like. I can place myself in any fucked up situation, but I'm. it's not going to really hurt me. You're not going to touch me. Yeah, I'm untouchable. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm very, I'm like well, the most sensitive <laughs> person. Like, yeah. what is this thing that, and, and I also noticed after the weekend that I had just had school is that this like numbing feeling sometimes comes in where it, it, it separates me. Like, it's almost like energetic Novocaine in the mm. air. And when I'm there, other people can act out. There can be drama around me. And I almost enjoy it because it makes me feel, I get to feel like the calm one in a sense while okay. they act out. So I'm like, oh, maybe I've been placing myself in chaotic situations. So I get to kind of go into this numbed place oh. and watch them act out. I mean, who knows? I'm creating yeah, stories and yeah. I'm sure there are layers of this, but we all have these defenses we build and- some are just trickier for you to see than others. Totally. And, uh, and some people, like, they put on weight. You know, they put on lots of extra weight. Mm-hmm. And, and and their emotional eating is rooted in putting that kind of barrier in place. Like, do you know, like, shielding them from someone, you know, they don't want people to, you know, I don't I don't want, I'm, this is a, an area that could easily be coming across wrong as I'm trying to explain it. So I need to be careful here. But, um, but it is. It's just it, those barriers can show themselves in all sorts of ways. Yes. Uh, and when you start to really look at that and think, how might I be doing it? It, it might be some interesting light bulbs that go off. So I would love to ask you some questions. I mean, I get to have a shaman on here. We should go into oh, some. Oh, I do. I did have my cards. They're down there. I'd have to get off this perch. No, no, then. no. That's okay. fine. It's more of, well, first of all, I had you watch a certain episode on Black Mirror, which oh. I actually stopped watching because after talking to you and my friend Tina, the Black Mirror episode episodes were starting to get in my head in a weird way. Because okay. I think, you know, these Black Mirror episodes are on Netflix. It's really exploring this technological sing- singularity we're approaching where computers become more advanced than humans because they can process quicker and what would happen in the future. They're very interesting episodes. I would recommend The History of Us and I would Sa- not- what was it? San Juanajero, the one that I told you yes. to watch. I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, and I would not recommend the only <laughs> one that I watched. And and it was episode one, season one. Gosh darn, I keep hitting that. I'm sorry. Um, episode one, season one. Horrifying. This politician live on television had to. I don't. Ugh, he had, had sex with a pig. Yeah, right? and it was I didn't just. It. it was just. I'm me. like, what? is this show? It's just, I was repulsive. So when you're texting me recommending it, I'm like, what? You're like, Kate, are you going to that dark place again? Yeah. But- and maybe I did because some of the episodes, even the more uplifting ones, they they have, I think they're lacking. And you can tell that the creator might not actually believe in the spiritual realms. Yeah. Because he really starts to explore the technological dimensions in a really cool way. But I think it's lacking I mean, you can tell in that San Juanajero one that he doesn't think that when you die that there's a heaven or an afterlife. Right. Whereas you and I both not just believe in, but really feel like we know that there's the other side. Well, because, yes, we can see us up there with them and we, yeah. See, for me, the veil's thinning. I feel like you can actually, you know, zoom in in your tube and actually yeah. directly talk to Jesus and God. Whereas I, I'm in touch with them, but it's in a different, you and I have similar, but different gifts. And mine is like the veil's thinning, mm-hmm. but not in a way where I can necessarily, and who knows, maybe I can, and I'm not aware, awake to it yet, but I don't zoom in like you do like direct uh-huh. minds, like overall the thing is thinning everywhere. And I'm able to start connecting to those things. When you say connecting to those things, what are you, what is it? Spirits on the other side that, energy that you can't really see in physical form, but that you really have to use your body to feel into. When you feel into it, what kind of essence does that new thing coming in have? What is it? So it it goes in different ways. Like clearly the premonition dreams I get 
they're a different quality because I'm in a dream state. So those are a lot more clear. Like Mm -hmm. I'm touching it, touching it. Um, When I'm doing tarot readings, it's almost like I'm feeling it and tasting it, but Mm. not like tasting it in that way. It's like I'm, you can almost like taste the air or the quality of the person's soul and start feeling in through your body. Uh uh So um, yeah, it's, they're almost like senses that, you can, can't I know, really describe. I know what you mean. I, I, I run into this all the time. I, I was just, I get, I just got asked recently. They're like, so, so when we just had that brainstorming meeting, when we just had this powwow, like, and you just said, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Wh- were you seeing, they were trying to understand how I just picked up on what I, what I had read and seen. And I'm like, okay, it is really hard to articulate what, how you got that hit, yeah. how you got that, uh, uh, that message. And then I like it though, when I'm questioned, because I'm like, okay, how did that hit just come in? And then when I sit with it, I'm like, oh, that was like more of a clairvoyance energetic impression that went into mind's eye or, or I think, Oh no, I, I heard that one more, but they come in, they come in and it's hard <laughs> to describe, but it's kind of cool to start thinking about it. Like I like the way you even say the impressions and it, you know, cause they do come in in different ways. And I know you and I both believe that, you know, we have these, what do we have? Five senses that, that we talk about and know quote unquote know about but what's happening in our beliefs, mine and Allison's, is that we are being activated. Like there are other DNA strands that are right now being activated and there are newer types of senses that are coming in or have already existed, but they're kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking of like lights getting brighter. Oh, that's exactly, they're activating. I call it our internal light grids. Yes. And so when we express readiness and do this work and are on this path, like when it's time, it's like, ding, ding, ding. and anytime you go to like these events or chant or yes. do these high vibrational activities, it it flicks on more of the internal lights. And you're yes. like, oh. Exactly. So these things are starting to come on, but we're new to them. So it's really hard, I think, to use linear language to describe them. And I believe that everyone has these Mm -hmm. senses that maybe the lights, like Allison was doing, haven't like ping, ping, ping. Like they haven't like necessarily pinged on yet or they've been flickering and they're coming in. Or you feel it flicker and then there's a bigger part of you that's like, holy shit, what was that? And then then you like, you, you, you. Contract almost. Yes, and pull. Yeah, exactly. Now, how do you feel, how would you say those senses are connected to the third eye and the pineal gland uh-huh. how i mean maybe you know more maybe you don't about how they're connected or what the difference is if they're the is a new the new senses the 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 energetic realm gifty things so suppose someone has a sense mm-hmm. that's coming in where they are able to smell because some people have that where if they smell like a lavender smell okay it means dot 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 Okay, and then someone else has a sense where they can speak to people on the other side. Okay. Are those all connected to the third eye or your <laughs> third eye? I mean, okay, so brilliant question. And I mean, like, what is a third eye? Yeah, I, I do so much third eye work. And the last, I did my last two events of 2016 just recently, and they were back to back, and they both... I both of them contained energetic methods and practices that were strictly about third eye guidance. So it's a big part of my work. I think that it's overall bigger picture. I think our chakras are such a key component, uh, you know, and because all of our ancient sacred knowledge, all of our past life wisdom, you know, if we were mystics or sages and healers from Egypt or wherever the heck, Atlantis and, you know, all of that stuff, all of that, you know, mystically gelled, gemmed, uh, coded information lives in our chakras. So I think it's important to like cleanse and clear those and get the kundalini energy communicating in between each chakra so that you're fully connected to all of it. But third eye, of course, is key. I explain the third eye is the greatest best friend relationship you can ever have because your third eye is you, only it's your higher self. It's the self that is truth. So it does take some readiness 
and and a bit of courage to be like, okay, I because my whole thing is I am committed to the path of truth. I have seen it. I have felt it. I have been through it. I have had the veil lift. And so at this point and for the past number of years, I'm just like, I just want to be on the path of truth, whatever the path of truth is, show me the way I'm there with you. And so I connect and talk to my third eye all the time. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm right here with you. I make sure that she's open. I make sure that that uh, pathway that connects back from your third eye to the pineal gland, the pineal gland is like that magical spiritual uh computer chip mm. that we have and there's all sorts of things so there's thing okay so now i'm going to start like a freaking conspiracy theorist but i'm oh. not i'm not but like fluoride in the water and all the gmos and all these things that um are known to calcify the pineal gland because society and our culture doesn't necessarily want a bunch of woke folks walking around. But do you think it's even, I, I agree, but I don't think it's even conscious. And what I mean by that is I don't necessarily think there's this Illuminati group of men. I'm not saying there's not, but I don't think it's as simple as us versus them in the sense of they're trying to hold us down. I think collectively we've created these things like fluoride and stuff like that as a way to almost keep ourselves asleep. Okay, that's great. And I'm sure that is at play. But a part of that being at play was long ago, there's was someone in power that understood, because this is ancient sacred teachings that we're talking about, like the pineal gland and like what keeps it healthy and functioning so that you're awake and connected and understand where you come from and understand your power and truth and purpose and blah, blah, blah. But so like at some point along the way, there were some findings and some scientific research that could see what components, what chemicals would calcify and kind of deaden and weaken the pineal gland, which is the thing that allows us to be awake. And so someone along the way, do you know what I'm saying? There was somebody who was in a position of power who then shared this information and it began a system of putting some of this stuff into what we ingest. You know, we don't uh, see... uh, no, no, so, keep going. So, yeah, I mean, and and then it just becomes a part of life that you drink this water and you use this toothpaste and you eat these foods because you got to do these things, right? And, and it just kind of becomes what is normal and you don't... And then the teachings become less about what pineal gland is and about all of our spiritual education that is null and void yeah. in anywhere. Like our school systems need to be teaching about like empathy and compassion and self-love and spirituality. And none of those things are touched upon. So No, well, that's the interesting thing. Of course, I agree with all that you're saying. And I would love to get into even the public school system and all these things. I guess what I'm saying is I think right? This machine is going, yeah. this machine of that, that includes the public school system, the banking system, GMO yeah. food. It's, it's all, I mean, if you watch the Thrive Movement documentary, it kind of ties all of those in and how we're being held down in all those mm-hmm. ways. I guess I just, and this is when I first woke up into spirituality, I was more in the conspiracy realm of like, they're holding us down. Uh-huh. And then I realized that we are the machine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not to say that there aren't people at the top who are awake to the fact that fluoride calcifies the pineal gland and people who know that GMO GMO foods are keeping people on that level. I mean, literally in the Thrive Movement documentary, there are scientists who've created free energy systems and then their labs got burned down Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were murdered. So clearly there are people at the top trying to slow down that process. But I think it's that on top of people you plug yourself into the machine. Suppose you are someone who's either a scientist or a farmer working with GMO foods, I think you might enter it not thinking that that this is just the way it is. Right. And then you plug yourself into that machine and it's almost like you're now running in a system where you don't even, you're not like creating GMO foods because you want people to be asleep, but Correct. you just think that this is the way. Absolutely. So that's what I mean. I think it's both, but I think yes. we are in more we have more control or power to this system and to changing it and breaking away, whether or not you got these rich Rockefeller Morgans, whatever at the top. And we do obviously. And a lot of them are fucking maniacs. But despite that, the, we have more power as a collective Mm -hmm. to change and break off these old structures. We don't need the yes or the no's 
from the people at the top, whether or not they're aware that they're calcifying, Mm -hmm. you know, the glands or whether they just think it's actually for the best. But whatever their reasoning is, we have the opportunity to wake up ourselves and change it anyway. Yeah, there's so much to all this. My brain's kind of exploding, but... I know, how often do we really get to just like... I mean, I get, we do get to talk about this stuff all the time, but it's like so We talk so about much. it. We get crazy deep, but more in like relationship stuff yeah. or, you know, we don't get like politically too Because I feel like it's much. already known between us yeah. in a way. We're just like, yeah, yeah, we agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's we for sure, I mean, I think so, a lot of these constructs, it, what is breaking down and what is happening and what is showing itself in short is in in terms of shadow revealing and all of these crumblings and pains that are now surfacing, it's all a part of this process, right? Of a part of people being like, wait, what's going on here? There has to be a better way. It starts with questioning. And then it's just like, it can go in a freaking infinite number of directions in terms of like what you start leaning into to learn about. And then from what you learn about uh, a new practice or, you know, healthy, high vibrational thing that you start to integrate into your life and your home environment. And it just begins this Mm -hmm. like chain reaction of you being that one next layer that is shifting now more to the awake, woke folk side. But we're definitely in the throes of crumble, pain, show, reveal. I mean, it's a a lot. It's a a tumultuous time tumultuous and like I don't want to get into Aleppo and that whole talk but I just I'm so deeply deeply disturbed like I this sounds so silly but I just feel so wrong I haven't posted on Instagram for a few days because I'm like how can I post about some raw cake recipe or some you know my next event when when this is happening on our planet It, it I just it's oh my god I just can't conceive of what these people have been living through for years. And the fact that we're just kind of figuring out that this has been going on and like this entire city has been ravaged. Have you looked at the before and after pictures? This city was a city of majesty and beauty and, and, you know, touches of opulence and culture. And it's just, I cannot conceive of what has been going on there. We actually talked about it a little bit on the last one of how can you go on with your life and feel, you know, okay, like posting an Instagram picture when these type of horrors, well, right now it's Aleppo, but, you know, when it's not, there seems to always be something lately Mm -hmm. tragic going on, or maybe it's been a long, long time that these things are going on. And I think we are waking up to the horrors that we have been living amongst for a long, long time, and we're we're actually waking up to it. And I think the internet is mm-hmm. a blessing that we're around the world able to see what is truly going on. Um, but it's just, it really is heartbreaking. I said on the last one, but if you do have money to donate to the White Helmet volunteers, they seem to be one of the few organizations who can get to some of the survivors from these slaughterings. But the world's in a very pained and suppressed anger kind of Mm -hmm. place. And when I say suppressed, I mean, clearly it's coming out and being acted out on, but that's because the anger lies underneath, you know, where there are these people who have so much anger and so much pain. And it goes for lot lineages, you know, and so, and and, and it's in the the land there and the history. And so it's just, it's all, it's coming up and out and permeating from, physical vessels from cells from ancestry from from the actual physical ground it's like erupting right now i almost thought you said the word glands which sounded you know what i mean because it's like yeah it's like this place that's so deep mm-hmm. within our bodies it's in our physical bodies in the earth it's these and it has to lineages. come out and be purged first before it can transition and transmute and oof And the best thing we can do going back to what you were saying before is like taking care of your own home life, you know, cooking a good meal for yourself, caring for your family members, going to healers, going to therapy. And also it is a shame that our public school system doesn't teach about 
you know, these other dimensions that exist, not to escape your human life, but more of connecting to your third eye, connecting to your truth, you know, and not just learning in this like logical, it almost feels like a very boxy type of way of, it's very old. It's this this old structure of learning. This is the way you do things and you do it like this. And a lot of the stories in the books, they're all, they're lies. Like this history we get taught. It's like when you get older, you're like, wait a second. That's not really what happened there. And it's always Why this was white dude book? hero, yeah. right? Yeah. I was thinking about that last night, actually, about why do I have such a hard time feeling like I could be the hero in my own movie? You know, because this is my movie. This is my life. I'm like, why do I feel like it would always be someone else that can, quote unquote, save the day for Mm. me? And I really do think that we are taught in this society that it's like always a white man that's the hero. Like every now and then you'll get a woman or maybe even a woman of color very rarely. And it's so hard to not be what you think of as like the typical you know, mm-hmm. and still being able to be the savior in your play. Cause I kind of think of our own lives as like this beautiful play that we get to create and co-create with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And we're all just such individual, beautiful souls. And you really get to carve out and shape your life. And for me, healing work, it's not even like necessarily it's creating it, but it's almost like getting back to your true nature. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's and then just you just vibrate to. it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you you reconnect to your higher intelligence system. You do the thing, like I said, uh, that activates your chakras, your light grids. And it, it's not about you changing. It's just about you remembering who the F you are and reconnecting to your truth. And and when you do that, you know, when people ask me about how, why or how did you become a shaman? I'm like, well, it wasn't certainly wasn't like I woke up and was like, this seems like an interesting career choice. I'm going to become a shaman. It was, you know, a total calling that as after I had my veil lifting and huge awakening moment in time, and I began to be completely committed and dedicated to my healing and holding process. And like you said, I'm all about visiting various practitioners. It was traditional psychotherapy mixed with other shamans, mixed with leech therapists, mixed with you effing name it. I was willing to explore, to heal and hold. And it was then as I my light grid was activating and I was doing all these high vibrational things to keep me ascending out of the pain and suffering, that's when I just began to have the conscious now realization and remembrance that I am and always had been a shaman. I just came to the conscious remembrance of that. So I came down here as a shaman. I always have been since I was born, but it was... I just, it wasn't conscious until I woke up and I'm like, oh, this is what I've always been. And I could see the preppings of it, you know, getting hypnotherapy and acupuncture when I was seven and voraciously only, the only books I ever read were self-help, feng shui, color healing, mm-hmm. healing power, you know, uh, palmistry, numerology. I, and I was prepping myself to try to stay and keep healing as much as I could through the traumas. And I was getting ready for that moment when I consciously remembered. So we are, we all have these gifts and they, but they just take shape. And my favorite part is that each person's exhibits, their gifts get exhibited and come out in such a unique, beautiful chemistry and way that it works. That's my favorite part to observe about people is like, oh, how does your magic work? How does your thing do its thing? Yeah. Cause it's, everyone's different. Yeah, it's like these multifaceted gleaming crystals or diamonds, and we all have these, yeah, unique colors and facets and shapes. And, you know, the the territory, one of the territories I'm working is comparing how much I compared myself to others. Mm. And I'm just seeing how really impossible that is because we're all just such beautiful, unique things. And the moment you start comparing you either feel better than or less than and both are just quote unquote wrong because I might be better at this particular thing, but this other person has this. And yeah, it's really, this works about getting back to your truth and your true shape, but shape's an interesting word because we keep evolving and growing. So shapes shift and change continuously. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's also important to, you know, things almost harden. And then you have to keep softening and then they harden again and then you soften again. 
you know, you might be like, oh, well, now I am this thing. I am a comedian. And oh, wait, now I'm a comedian and a healer. Oh, and what's this? Now, you know, it's it's allowing yourself, no matter how many times you kind of get an answer, and that's kind of that hardening for a second, that you yeah. allow it to yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. loosen and grow, yeah. and then you harden. And, and then you open back up. Yeah, it's like you get clarity, and you're like, oh, and you get clarity, and that's when it clinks and gets like more crystallized. Yes. And then, but then, but then you have to open, expand back up because you you know that it, we're infinite creatures here to infinite, infinitely evolve. So then, yeah, it's like that clink. Ah, oh, got it. Open, soften. Open. <laughs> yeah. What else is coming in? Oh, another epiphany. Ah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's a flow state, really. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's not a con- Constant flow, but it's just yeah, a state of accepting all all that is and being free with that. And I, my favorite thing to express, you know, I'm all about like I think this is called Earth School, and we're here in Earth School, and we come down here for the sole purpose of soul evolution, and we have our soul contracts. And what do I what do I need to experience and feel, and and what kind of relationship do I need to have so that my soul can evolve in this way, and this way, and this way, and so that I can feel this this time, and all these things. And so I just love to reiterate to people it's not like let's please give give yourself permission to drop the facades and the acts of of feeling like you have to appear as if you have everything figured out or appear as if things are perfect because that is the complete antithesis as to why we are here it is earth school it is a place where we learn lessons and mistakes are the real miracles because when you have a mistake then that is the golden opportunity to have a realization so that you can evolve and and we're here to grow and so i just like i'm just like constantly figuring it out like oh, yeah. can we just like that's why we're here so can we quit acting like we've got shit figured out do you know they what call I mean? those people cardboard saints whether you're <laughs> spiritual or not you know no one has this shit figured out <laughs> no one it's living the mystery and then you know nathan always yells at me he's like none of us fucking know what's going on <laughs> you know this is what I know right now yes. and what the, what universe has revealed to me right now. This is how my gifts are functioning right now. And I don't know how they will evolve in the next millisecond or what next realization or epiphany or awakening I'll have. How exciting to not know all the answers. That would be so boring anyway. Oh my God. The, the thought, every time I think and feel into the notion of infinite, I just like... It makes my, my vagina quiver and I get a little pukey. Yeah. I really trip out. I mean, I, I, I short circuit and trip out to where I have to take like a moment to just, I don't know. I, the vastness is overwhelming of what is actually out there that is unknown. I mean, it's, it's endless. But if we're infinite and we never stop, like, and it's funny because I'm like, but, but what? why do I, what makes me think that I just never want to stop? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why do I- Do we even have a choice? Right. <laughs> I'm like, what if there's- What if some, I want to break yeah, God? It, what if I want to take a long nap? What if I just want to cease and like, but but we're infinite. And so it never, <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm making my face. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, so the whole Black Mirror series, once again, even though I feel like they're off in many ways- it gets me tripping in that way mm-hmm. because essentially it's like really getting into what is consciousness, yeah. right? And this whole thing of like, it can keep going on and on. And there are moments where I feel so incredibly free when I think about it. And then some moments where I'm like, am I trapped into this like endless infinity of not torture? Cause I wouldn't consider my life torture, but there are so many painful, hard moments and you just keep going and you keep going. And yes, I would still choose that every second over non-existence, right, you know? But right. at the same time, sometimes you're like, what is this? <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm in a trap and yet I have so much faith in the beauty and the magic of it all. And I think that when we're in the other realms, like when we're up in universe and the collective consciousness, the way that we experience the notion and idea of infinite is different than the way we think about it and feel yeah. it here. And so I totally. think we're more okay with it when we're up there. Does that, do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. But then think about the lower dimensions than this, where they're like really trapped in quote unquote hell, which just means more lack of spirit, where they're, it's harder for them to even get in touch with that thing. And they're just all like such warlike creatures, just always at war. I think of like Lord of the Rings, Sauron, like they're just all battling with these, like I'm picturing these like reptilian uh-huh. dripping creatures. Dripping. They're, they're just 
infinite dimensions out there as well, right? Because if you think of Earth, this Earth school is just really like a dimension that we are tuned into. Right. So if you think of it like a TV with cable and there are just so many infinite channels and right now we're like tuned in and focused on this one particular frequency that mm-hmm, is earth, mm-hmm. but how there are just so many that kind of exist within the same thing. Yeah. So yes, you have the channels or the, the other dimensions that are the lighter ones, the more evolved ones that you and I love to think about. Uh-huh. There are alien friends exist in those. And they're right here with us as well, of course. But then there are the like really dense, crazy ones that are like, way crazier than earth and just have real horrific beasts and creatures. Although some might say here, we already have that. I mean, look at Aleppo once again. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. and then there's the idea that we fit on the thumb of a thing. (laughs) And then there's, we're just like the speck of dust. Yeah. We're a speck of dust just being controlled like a video game by some greater entity and there, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's all so crazy. And then I showed you the one episode of black mirror, uh, black mirror, other than the pig fucking one, um, was just so intense of you at the end, you see this like hall of consciousness in a sense where consciousness is like a bright light. And for a second you're like, Wait, are we all just like these lights of consciousness that exist somewhere in some weird fucking matrix like hall? Right. You know, it just starts getting so, you start being like, what is this? And I just don't think we can know in these bodies. I mean, maybe some, I mean, maybe you can, you know, because the human design is limitless and you can keep ascending and evolving. I don't know, Allison. I yeah, and it's like we've talked about before. I think it's going to be cool in the coming years because we're witnessing this shift and all of this stuff coming up to make the shift, and the veils thinning, and more and more people waking up, which in turn allows more and more people to continue doing these high vibrational practices to keep waking up and up leveling more and more and more. It's all of that combined. I'm so curious to see what we're able to experience here on earth and see in terms of seeing energy and having some of this stuff that you and I have been communicating with and working with in our healings and all of this stuff become more tangible or more witnessed or more, you know what I'm saying? It, or uh, You, you know. mean like when the aliens are <laughs> chilling with us? And you mean like when all those people that were like, oh my God, Kate and Allison are effing crazy. And then they're like, holy shit, they, were, they weren't. Allison and I are the only ones. <laughs> running to the spaceship (laughs) you're here and everyone else is like get in your bunker i'm taking my tits out for no reason i'm like look at them alien friends look at them yeah yeah (laughs) sorry i meant breasts allison right my breasts goddess breasts my goddess breast titties (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah no it's going to be interesting i think in the next 10 to 20 years Mm -hmm. like you said these things are going to become more tangible and some people are going to be very in fear of these things coming to, to the surface and other people are going to be more excited, but it's going to be both tumultuous and magical. What as reality shifts and people are kind of like, wait, what the fuck's going on? These things exist. These things are real. And I really, really believe slash know that the government already knows about aliens out there. There Uh are reasons for them not having come out to everyone about them. So it's going to be really cool to see what happens and how people react to these things being surfaced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're ready. I think, I mean, I say, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then I go to my spiritual school for the weekend and I'm like, you know what? I really need to sleep for a year. I, you know, I'm seeing just more and more of my own defenses and my own crazy Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. So, you know what? I'm ready, but I'm also like, you know what? Give me a couple of years. I'm still integrating some of this stuff. Yeah. What's next for you? Like what's, I don't know, even what I'm asking, but what's next? Like what's. Well, I can tell you the, the last weekend that I'm coming out of still of school really dealt with these two Sphero, Netzach and Hood. And Netzach is about victory, triumph, dominance. Mm. In a pause, I mean, there's the there's the positive and the negative to everything. Um, and then hood is the secret garden. It's like a place for self, right? It's the home within you. And 
you know, I, I had a lot of the negative of both. So I was overly, it's like false victories. Like me doing the roast battle would mm-hmm. have been a false victory, mm-hmm. you know, triumphing in ways that aren't actual, <clears throat> real, sustainable victories. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't really have a place for self, which was why I was still wanting to be saved. You know, for me, it was men that I wanted to have my perfect guy come in and then everything would be hunky-dory. So having those things being shifting and moving around has been both lovely and also, I'm like trying to get my bearings, but I'd say what's next is really finding that home within myself. Mm. Clearly, I can say all the quotes I want. Home is with is where mm. the heart is and all those things that I believe but really starting to feel it and letting that sink in. Yes. Of, oh man, the whole universe is within me. Mm-hmm. So if I am to feel that peace and that wholeness, it's going to only be within myself. And then everything else that's in my external will just not even add to it, but I'll be in relationship yes, to it and not trying to merge. Yeah. yeah Assimilate. So that's what's next is like really, you know, coming more and more into feeling at home within myself and I'm, I mean, it's a lovely process. I'm still not completely there yet. I still find myself leaving myself and running through fantasies or obsessing about things um, and just seeing all the fear mm-hmm. that, that I live with. You know, my mom is a very fearful person and she had reasons to be, has reasons to be, but I'm starting to see just how fearful I am. Like when I went to check out the apartment, mm-hmm. um, that I took, I swear to God driving there, I was like, Oh my God, this man's going to murder me. The guy I'm going to mm. go and the landlord, he's gonna be one of those guys on Craigslist that mm. lures women in. And then he, you know, rapes them and eats their bodies. So, so I'm really curious, <laughs> what did you have ready in your hand or like, what was your game? Oh. What was your plan? <laughs> I was holding my keys like a fucking, like a, the key was coming out. Like, right. Like, what do you call it? Like the wolf a shank? dude. Yeah. Like it was like, but it was like that. I'm thinking of like the X-Men guy oh, who has okay. those like metal yeah. things coming out of it. Like I was like, I'll get him. Although I would not have with my key, but I was just kind of like constantly on guard with him. Mm. Like he showed me the place and I could barely enjoy it. Cause I was like you, ready you, to gouge yeah. an eyeball out. Um, and then of course it ended up being the place I took. So, um, I'm just seeing things like that where hmm. I'm, you know, I'm like, how's this person going to screw me over or yeah, I'm like starting. That. Oh, it's so interesting. Now that you say that it's, um, I, ha- I have been aware of it, but I, now I'm remembering the second, that awareness and the last, uh, four, five, six days I have been observing. Okay. Let me see if I can articulate this. I have, okay, hang on, get, stay with me. Okay, because this is the first time I'm trying to humanoid articulate it. It's, I have been witnessing the, the uh, di- for me, it's distrust. Yeah. And um, when, when, when someone says something nice to me or texts me something thoughtful and it, you, and it's been pertaining to male, I'm like, oh, really? I, it's this, um, I, it's like, I don't believe that they really mean it. And um, I don't trust that it's coming from a genuine place that there's some ulterior motive involved. And I'm like, oh my God, as I'm witnessing and observing these f- like instantaneous reaction thoughts of like bullshit yeah i'm like whoa that is a big uh uh, nugget inside of me that i'm just really working with right now of trying to discern what is real an intuition hit versus like fear old trauma that i'm i'm it's showing itself so that i can release and like learn to trust again and i'm like holy talk about having to be in your body and operating from your heart and your third eye because it is hard to discern in those moments like what if i am picking up on this person not being trustworthy because you and i have both been in situations where the men were not <laughs> slightly, yeah, just a little, um, or <laughs> what are old systems running? Yeah, it's yeah, and that's the healing work. Is not these answers are not black and white, uh-uh. and you have to constantly be stay with awake. Them, yes, yeah. be with them, observing, feeling, being patient. You just said what I was gonna say. You hit the nail on the head. Patience. <laughs> the quote: "Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience." letting because I you know I've approached everything like a drug in my past give it to me now let me feel better now and what do they call you uh not robo Kate turbo turbo Kate turbo yeah. <laughs> yeah like come on come on and and now learning to slow it down and 
real things can wait too. Mm-hmm. I think about my brother and his wife and how they developed, they were friends for years and how that developed, you know, mm. slowly. And think about like a plant growing in soil, just mm-hmm. taking the time for the roots That's to come so down lovely, and, you know, and just being like, oh yeah, things are allowed to take time. And this person's not going to go anywhere. And I just have to, to yeah, and I just have to keep staying with it and being with it and trusting, trusting that when you're supposed to get that clear insight and understanding of what's really at work and at play here, that you'll get it in the exact moment you're supposed to get it. But in the meantime, Chiliando, keep feeling, keeping with it. And it's just like, dear God. And then you think of the trees right now in the winter, just Mm -hmm. holding on, knowing that summer is going to come and... I'd rather be me than a tree out there because I am cold in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the cold at I all. Know, me either. Some people love it though. Yeah. Some people like bring it on. They like to go snowboarding and they, skiing. They like bundling up and all that stuff. Well, you know what? A fireplace with some hot cocoa. If you oh, and I were sitting by a fireplace if, look, right now. If I was spooning with some <laughs> luscious, juicy specimen of a conscious man. And with a luscious conscious dick and we were snuggled <laughs> up on some soft furry snuggly blanket with the fire and she would not be complaining Mm-mm. well we gotta gotta wrap this up this was great yeah thanks for coming yeah thank my you my beautiful rock star shaman thanks for having me you know i always love it it's been this has been the longest we've gone i know um but well you've been be out that. and about you yeah. were, you've been in miami and la You've been Palm doing- Springs went to the went to some native Native American reservations out in Palm Springs for retreats. So much beautiful. You've travel. been sharing your energetic loveliness with yeah. the the country. And speaking of sharing, I have a, a gift for you. It's a little bit of a belated <gasps> Christmas gift, and it kind of came from her vagina area. It did. So it made it even more special. I just birthed it out, but it's the um, it's the 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 crystal. Is that the set. amethyst thing? Yeah. This oh, is, you're the best. Yeah, and you know it's tell um, everyone because you're selling these, so okay. everyone can have one. You can. It's um, they're nestled. Oh, in there. I love when you bring me these thoughtful, <laughs> amazing gifts. So I partnered with this amazing woman from Australia. Her company's Hidden Hippie. So it's the Hidden Hippie Rockstar Shaman Limited wow. Edition amethyst gift set. And um, so it comes with an amethyst uh, hair tie, a little piece of um, sage for energy cleansing, and then an amethyst um, bra crystal. And it comes with oh a blessing Oh my God, a bra card. crystal? Yeah, yeah. You can put it. Holy can, shit. Yeah, man. So when I, do, when I eventually do have a dude... <laughs> Near these breasts, they're going to have a little amethyst. Surprise. Yeah, waiting for them. Oh, my exactly. God, I love this. And it comes Thank with the you. blessing card, too. And, you know, it's just and, – and each purchase plants a tree, which I love. That's my favorite part oh my about God. it. Oh, my God. So it's just all about peace um, with the amethyst. And that was the stone that helped me the most during my awakening. That was the crystal that I had to have on my engagement ring. And we all know that my ex-fiance was the instrument for my awakening. So amethyst and I go way back. Because even when a man's a dickhead, it can lead to good things. It can it can lead you to the understanding of <laughs> yeah. why you incarnated on Earth this lifetime. Unless he gives you a long-lasting STD. But it can still lead to good things. Don't just, insinuate that that no, happened. No, 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 it didn't happen to Allison and not me either. I'm just saying, because that could be all... Because someone who has, like, fucking HIV could be like, fuck you too. You know? Oh, my God. I always go to the darkest. Why? Because I picture just some girl with, like, a really bad case of, like, herpes on her puss being what? like, actually, How it did we transition I don't to know. I always, I always go to these, like, really. I just gifted you this amazing <laughs> amethyst, like, healing gift set. And all of a sudden, we're t- it's like HIV. Because I was topic. thinking about, because you know how people say, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Okay. So, like, I just always think of the person being like, fuck you, you know? Because <laughs> it's, like, easy for us because, like, we still have intact good pussies that are clean. You know what I mean? Like, it would be a lot harder for me had I, if I had huge gaping sores. But I'd still find, I still would. I'd still be like, you know what? I'm on herpesdate.com and I found the man of my dreams. So I believe no matter how dark your situation, you can grow. I'm sorry for that tangent, Allison. <laughs> my, I should have known at some point my brain would just combust with you. And then right at the end, you came in with the zinger. Sorry. It just great. like exploded. Yeah, it was good. 
Um, where else can they find you? Like Instagram, Twitter, all yeah, of it. Yeah, Instagram, Rockstar Shaman, website, rockstarshaman.com, or allisoncharles.com. Uh, you know, still hooking up a little. I take a couple more people, like with a special on a reading. I'm doing Skype uh, readings for over half off or just like one or two more people. Um, and lots of amazing events coming up in January at Samsung and Meatpacking New York City, at Soho House, at W Hotel, at the New York Times Travel Expo, at Javits Center giving a talk. Like January's got a lot of fun magic going on. Is it on your website? It will be there. Okay. Rockstarshaman.com? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then for me, once again, Patreon, I'd really appreciate it. Um, Twitter at the Kate Wolf and same with Instagram. If you want a tarot card reading, it's kwolf27 at gmail.com. And please come to my next going deep event in oh, New York yeah. City. It's January 11th, 8 to 10. You can find it on Eventbrite. I also post it all over my Facebook fan page, Kate Wolf, Instagram, Twitter, all of it. I'll be posting it there. So yeah, I would love I'm gonna your be, support. I'm going to be there at that one. She's going to be there. I would love for you to bring some of your... I love when you uh, Palo Santo and the feather. It really, when she does these things, just her doing that, like the mixture of the Palo Santo with her energy literally changes the vibration of the room and my body starts buzzing. Oh, thanks. So yeah, she'll be there. And yeah, hopefully we'll have a bunch of people. But even if you... If you can't go, I would love your $1 a month support. Look it up. Feed that nugget baby. Feed my nugget baby. <laughs> my soon-to-be 11 nugget baby. Fucking bonkers. All right, Paul. I love you. I love you. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.